Hello, welcome to Midwest Misfits. I am your host, Amber. And I'm Josh. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, I think we forgot to put the uh, disclaimer at the beginning of the uh, last episode. Uh, we don't edit any of this. We do not. I, uh, mostly because I'm too lazy to edit it because I work a full-time job and do this on the side. And I don't want to. And she also owns her own business. <laughs> Don't let her BS you. She works more hours than I do. Because I'm the man of the house, which means I do very little. <laughs> which I suppose is actually a very good topic to discuss. About the fact that, especially here in the Midwest, if you have a household that has a man and a woman in the same household, the man goes to his job every single day, works his eight hours, cries and complains about how much he works. And how tired he is. Which, don't get me wrong. Oh, no, no. I understand. I'm, no, no, no. <laughs> you miss where this is going. Oh, well, I'll wait. It's okay. And then comes home, expecting his house to be clean, children to all be breathing, which is a struggle into and of itself. Oh, very much. Dinner on the table. Even if his wife works a job. Working the same hours that he does. Or stays home with the kids, even. If the wife, yeah. I was going to say, if the wife actually stays home with the kids, then all of that is also expected. No matter whether she works or doesn't work inside or outside of the home. Yeah, and I really hate that idea that the, we have this division of... <clears throat> works inside or works outside of the home. You know, I used to be a big, I still am, actually, a big fan of, uh, okay, our son just came walking into the room trying to get our attention. I'm not sure what that's about. It's okay. I got it. But, oh, okay. The girls? Yeah. One of the girls called. Really? So he's talking to them to figure it really? out. Really? Really? They called 30 seconds ago. This is where I would like to point this whole thing out of where everybody wants to talk about whether you work inside or outside the home and acting like it's a different thing. I work a job where I show up. I get there. And granted, I work 12 hours a day. But I only work four days a week. But I show up. I get the things that I'm supposed to do. I go out and do the things I'm supposed to do, and then I go home. What happens in between those two points is up to me, and I get to kind of fiddle fuck around, do whatever I want to. I stop at Walmart, grab myself something to eat, or I call in and order myself a pizza. And, yeah, and he gets I, to sleep in a hotel. And I work on the road, so I have an overnight in between where I spend, you know, 15 hours in a hotel. And somehow, everybody thinks that I actually work harder than Amber does. I... Our daughters have called us four times in the last 22 minutes. <laughs> yep. And they're at the park playing because they wanted some <clears throat> time away. So they're actually at the park. They're with their friends, and they cannot disengage from their mother enough to give us half an hour of flippin' peace. Which, I'm sure plenty of people are going to be like, well, I tell my kids just to... Eh, okay, insert your BS here. Yeah, but we also... We want our kids to know that we're always going to be there. Even if they want to call for two seconds and be like, hey, mom, this just happened. Or, hey, mom, I don't know if I want to stay here much longer. I think I might want you to come get me. Or, hi, mom, I love you. Like, I don't care why they call. And also, some of the <clears throat> people out there are going to be like, well, why are your kids at the park and you're not there with them? And also, our daughters are not even teenagers yet. They're close. Yeah, they're still 12. Yeah, I know. But. But welcome to small town Missouri. Or, well, small town Missouri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> small town Missouri. They need to learn to fend for themselves. And granted, there's granted there's two of them. Our daughters are twins. 
there's two of them, and they have a friend with them, and they stick together and actually take care of each other. And they all have phones. And they are actually making sure that they check in with us from time to time. So, I mean, it's fine. But I would like them to be a little more, I don't want to say independent, more of leave me alone. (laughs) You're old enough at this point to handle your own crap. Stop calling me. Why do I need to know you saw a butterfly? You're not six. (laughs) Because it's important to them and they want us to know. (laughs) But it isn't. They just want to make sure you'll answer the phone. (laughs) Oh, goodness. If we sound a little bit loopy, by the way, we're recording this on July 5th. Amber has just spent the last eight days running pretty much from daylight till dark to run her business. Yep. Getting up at six o'clock in the morning and running until almost midnight for pretty much eight days straight. It was like one in the morning before we got home last night. Yeah. And And let me mention, I take our kids with us to do this. Well, yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean. They gotta earn their money. <laughs> they got jobs. I know. I pay them. They to have work things with me. to do. I know. Which that completely violates labor laws, unless it's a family-owned business. <laughs> which it is. Which, to be fair, because it is a family-owned business, there's also a lot of consideration that's taken into that. Like we're not going to let them die. This is not me trying to argue that Arkansas is correct in the idea that they basically got rid of all child labor laws. That's bad. That is very bad. You should not have a 14-year-old working eight eight hours hours a day. day. Yeah, exactly. No, that's crazy. Which, even whenever I'm talking about her being gone all that time, it's not like they're working that entire time. No, a lot of that is driving. Driving from one place and setting up and then driving to another place, setting up, stopping and eating, Grabbing snacks, you know. Going somewhere, playing video games, goofing off a little bit. Yeah, going to Walmart in the air conditioner and just hanging out and chilling. You know, if we know where it's going and we've been there several times and it's going to be there for several hours, sometimes we'll go to an indoor park or we'll go watch a movie. I'll just have to make sure, you know, I'm close to my phone in case something happens so I can answer it. But, you know, we're, I'm not working them daylight to dark. We're not abusing them, is what no. we're trying to say. No, we're definitely None of not. them would ever think, even begin to, think, well, actually, the girls would probably say that we're abusing them because they cry a lot whenever they're out late, which is funny because if they have their way, they'll be up till two in the morning tonight because they're home. Yeah. But if we're out working, then it's, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. Boo, hoo, boo, hoo. <laughs> Which I know, that's a kid thing. It really is. Yeah, but I, well, think, but I also don't understand that because, you know, I grew up on a dairy farm. And sometimes you wake up at midnight, one o'clock in the morning and go pull a calf. Or you get up at three and go milk cows. I mean, that's just, that's the life. That's what you do. Yeah. See, I didn't grow up doing any also, of that. Unlike helping you out where you're driving them around and <clears throat> you're simply setting up and tearing down a piece of equipment that is, to be completely clear here, not dangerous in any way, shape, form, or no. fashion, setting up or tearing down. I was on a tractor. Yeah. Rush hogging a field where... I could have fallen off the tractor, turned it too tight, put the tractor over. <clears throat> Plenty of people in my family have died. Mine too. Doing that kind of thing. Accident. Yeah. Agriculture is dangerous, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Extremely dangerous in many, many ways. But, you know, 
tis what it is. But we were getting back to talking about why we seem like we're kind of loopy at the moment. Yeah. But I just got doing, done doing all that. Today is my first day that we haven't had anything in or out. And we're tired. And Josh just got yeah, home today. I've, I've only been up for 20 hours. Uh, looking at the time. Nope, 21. 21 hours I've been up. And I'm about five cocktails in. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Here's the fun thing. I don't remember most of these podcasts because I've been drinking and I've been up for way too many hours. A bit. <laughs> We're going to go with a bit. <laughs> but it is what it is. This is when we have a chance to actually sit down and record. So, Yeah, which is really unfortunate, but also kind of fun. Which is also why you get us completely uncut and also why you can hear the discussions that she and I have, which it almost feels like we talk to the crowd more than we talk to each other. Yeah. And there's no crowd. We're talking to an imaginary group of people because nobody listens to this. <laughs> we've yeah, no, seen, not really. we've seen the numbers. We know no one is listening. <laughs> We're kind of okay with that. Yeah. We just like to talk. You more than me, but. <laughs> I, wow. Oh. I resemble that remark. <laughs> that know, is just I painful. I wasn't saying it to be mean. I was just saying. I said I resemble it. I didn't <laughs> say I resent. I know. I resent nothing. <laughs> I also apologize for nothing most of the time, too, so it all works out. Yes, it does. And here we are, dancing around, trying to think of something to actually say, because we're trying to actually have a conversation about something of import, and I don't know as we have anything of import to say. I don't know that we do today, like... I think we're mostly just tired and yeah, sitting around having a discussion, and... About kids, and the fourth, and, you know, just a yeah. conversation. And how life just sometimes drags you through the mud and you're sitting here tired and we have we have the privilege of actually getting on this platform and actually talking and not having to worry about whether or not this ever makes us any money or even cool if anybody if listens did, but but the thing about it is that also has plays into you and I actually uh, our privilege yeah. That we actually have. Which, we're talking about how many hours we worked over the last week and a half or so, which, it's my normal work schedule, which is pretty crazy. I work about 50 hours a week, which I don't think is all that much. But I also get paid very well. I get compensated very well. Yeah. Very well for the hours I work, especially as an unskilled laborer not going to complain and amber for six months out of the year makes as much or more than i do the other six months a little less yeah it's a seasonal business it's really busy during the summer and not so much during the winter yeah but we do have that privilege of actually having money and having the ability to do things like just randomly start a podcast because it sounds like fun and the cost of entry is low and yeah because we don't really care if anybody listens we can spend a lot less money to actually get started and we can yeah. spend a lot less money on distribution and we don't really care if anybody advertises which they won't because <laughs> i've heard how i talk I have not yet threatened anyone's life on this, so no, let's no, just. Let's, yeah, you're doing I just good. curse. You're a doing lot. good. You're doing good. On the last episode, I dropped enough f bombs to carpet bomb most of Missouri. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. So far, so good. This one has been well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> oh, that's painful. I just don't. <laughs> But no, but we do, 
we actually live a life of privilege and we shouldn't be com- as much as we do want to complain about how much we work we do have at least a reasonable life of privilege a le- oh, yeah. reasonable life of leisure we get to do we get to do let the kid we get to take and let the kids do a lot of fun things that you know we probably we probably wouldn't <clears throat> if we weren't both working in the areas that we're working and also that having been said given the amount of hours that we work to actually maintain that and seeing other people who work just as many hours work just as hard and don't have the privileges that we have yeah that kind of bothers me yeah me too And I can honestly say that part of the reason why that bothers me is because for a very large portion of my life, especially, that was not the situation I even I found myself in. Yeah. And that's the thing. I can't complain about my life. I really can't. My life's pretty good. But when I see somebody who works harder than I do, who struggles more than I do, and they can't get by because the game is rigged, really bothers me. Yeah. Really, really does. Which I get this is not a Midwest-specific thing. No, it's everywhere. It's honestly anywhere that people are trying to live and get by. (laughs) Uh, Make an argument that that's not actually true. I'm going to make the argument that here in America, Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I guess I shouldn't say anywhere. Yeah, you're completely correct. This is where I drag in my leftist tendencies. (laughs) There are plenty of places in the world, plenty of places in the world, where you can work a lot less. Make a lot less money than even I make. And still have a good life. Yeah. Places where society has decided, well, we're going to make sure we take care of you. Yeah. I haven't looked at the statistics in quite a while about homelessness in America. But I do know that at one point I was looking at the number of people who were homeless in America. And it was just prior to or the the pandemic. Yeah. And I know it's gotten worse since that point. And we were touching up towards numbers of people who were unhoused that rivaled the Great Depression. Yeah, it's bad. During a time whenever we had economic growth, especially for those the people here in Missouri who think that Donald Trump helped the economy during the time whenever he was in charge of the country, Those levels of homelessness did not go down. No. The number of people living on the edge of losing their homes did not go down. And this is not a 
The reason why I bring up Donald Trump is because people in the Midwest all think that he was the second coming, second coming of Jesus. That he was going to fix everything. But he didn't. Because he's no different. He's no different than any politician. He's no, no. different than anybody who's ever been in the White House. He's no different than... He was no different than Bush. He was no different than Obama. He was no different than Biden. He was no different than... Any of them. Any of them. He's literally just a figurehead. And that's the thing. Not one person can fix. No, but you know what can fix it? What, What really can? What's that? Communities of people. Yeah. Mutual aid societies. Yeah. People coming together and being the village. Yeah. Actually being the thing that we say that we're going to be. We live in a town where we have, we sure as hell don't have an abortion clinic in this town because we're in middle America. But we have a clinic here in town. Which is the kind of clinic that a lot of left-wing talking heads, or not left-wing, but liberal talking heads have talked about how they're so terrible. For women who are pregnant. Because. They stop them from even considering. Having an abortion. Or adoption. Or anything. Any other options. Yeah. Which is not what actually happens in this town. From. A place that we call. It's it's a. a birth clinic. Whatever you want to call it. I mean it, 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 it's. It's literally a place for women to go when they find out that they are pregnant. They give a free ultrasound. They will do a free pregnancy test to make sure that they are pregnant. Then they will offer classes for you for the woman to actually take to go along with their pregnancy and birth and even after the baby's born. And for all the classes that you take, you make quote unquote points. And then you can take these points into a store in their clinic and actually buy things like diapers or <clears throat> like bottles or formula or I think they have breast pumps. Like they've got diapers. Yeah, lots and lots of diapers. They put lots and lots of diapers in that place. Yes. And yes, I agree that ha- making women actually sit through a class instead of just giving them the thing that they need. A little fucked up. Yeah, but if I would have had the option to do it when we were pregnant with any of our kids, I think I would have. Because yeah, it might have made me feel like... That's also... This is where I'm talking I about... I was more informed, per se. Yeah, and there is to some degree that. Because actually they are trying to help. But I'd have to see the curriculum that well, they're actually yeah. putting forward. I mean, because... I didn't go in there, so I, I mean, I... I didn't go through their stuff, so I don't know the classes that they were taking or we that have, they, take, they offer. Which we do have friends who actually went to those classes and said that they were actually very helpful. Yeah, they made them feel more confident about becoming a first-time parent or even a second or third-time parent. Because it doesn't just stop with one. You can go back every single time or any time you have questions. Even after the baby's born, you still bring the baby in and they will set you up with classes of, you know, hey, the baby could, or this is a milestone that you should be looking for. Or if your baby is crying all the time, this could be what's going on. Like, there's just so much that they help with. It's not just. And just for the record, that organization never, from what I understand from having talked to women who've been to it, they never said that abortion was not an option. They strongly pushed against that option. Yeah. But they never actually said not an option. Well, it is not an option now. Yeah, but... To be fair, at the point that even before this, even before Roe got overturned, it wasn't really an option it, here. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <clears throat> Honestly, in mid in mid 
Missouri, it's never been an option. Are you kidding me? In Southern Missouri, it's definitely never been an option because the only, we had one abortion clinic in the entire state. That was always under scrutiny. Oh, always. That's why everybody goes to Kansas. (laughs) Yeah. Or Illinois. Yeah. Somewhere besides Missouri, because Missouri will not help you. Oh, God, no. No, no. And at this point, the doctors are even afraid to help you because they're afraid of getting sued and losing their license. Yeah, which is why Missouri, there are several Missouri hospitals being sued right now for not ending an ectopic pregnancy. But that's a story for another time. Yeah, we won't get into that right now. (laughs) Say, but I would also like, just for my own mental well-being, I'd like to point out that when we're talking about the birth clinic, none of those classes are actually tailored towards, is there a man around? No. Even if they're like, do you have a husband? Yeah. Well, he can come in, I guess, if he wants, maybe, possibly. But they still live by that same idea of, well, the woman's going to be doing this. Well, yeah. That's kind of what we started talking about when we first and, started the podcast. And that is actually because <laughs> in this part of the country, she is. You know, women are supposed to be, what <laughs> do people say, barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen? Well, see, and that's the thing that, the thing that annoys me about that is that the same people who will actually have that thought process scream and yell about how, well, the reason we've got crime the reason we've got problems, the reason why these places don't have any money, the reason why these, you know, why we have inner city problems is because there are too many single parent homes. <laughs> I grew up in a single parent home that had a second parent in the home. My mom was a stay at home mom. And my dad worked outside of the home, and he was gone every single day. Sundays were the only days that we were for sure going to see him. And that's the, the day that he didn't he didn't work. Like, And he worked in a feed mill a lot of it, or in a factory, or on a, at, on a farm. Actually, he worked on an exotic animal farm. And so he was there from sunup to sundown. So when he got home, he was exhausted and he would just fall asleep in his chair. So we really didn't see him until Sunday. Again, I grew up on that dairy farm. Part of the reason why I went to work on that dairy farm was so I could see my father. Yeah. Because if I didn't work with him, even when he screamed at me, even whenever he belittled me, even whenever he hated having me around at least it was something because if it weren't for that farms don't close there are no holidays on farms and heaven forbid if it's hay season it's not even that I grew up on a dairy farm do you know what day it is you don't get to milk the cows no every day twice a day yeah there's not a freaking day (laughs) Yeah. Every day there's work to do. Yep. You don't get a day off. No. That's not how farms work. Nope. And even if you hire somebody to help milk, you still have fences to fix or calves to pull or shots to give. Like, there's so much other stuff that goes on. It's not just in the milking. It's everything. Exactly. And it's... And it's every day. Yeah. And it's not, and again, you, you don't, you, it, it. <sighs> part of the thing I like about the job that I have now is that I have set hours. This is when I show up. This is when I get done. And even though that time is flexible to some degree, it's a whole lot better than well, whenever. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even if we get step outside of farming, you have a cousin who works in agriculture. Yeah. I have plenty of family members who work in the insurance industry. Days off are not a thing. 
No. No. Time off is not a thing. No. And what are they all reaching? What's that? What is it they're all reaching for? What's that brass ring? Oh, right. We're going to have enough money that someday, someday down the road, we're going to get to retire. Yeah. My dad is at that point. He's pushing close to those numbers. But you know what they lost along the way? What's that? A family. Yeah. They lost. They lost. Especially whenever you're looking at people who people who farm, people who are in these industries where we're trying to actually, which farming isn't exactly a cash business that's going to make you a lot of money. These people are broke. Broke. But they think they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. Which I suppose in some ways they are. Yeah. Because they don't have a boss standing over their head. But then if you look at. You have to do this. Say, but then if you look at the insurance industry or you look at even what you do for a living, what are we giving up? What are we giving up? Yeah. We're giving up all of our time. Yeah. If Which, someone, I, mean, I do get to take the kids with me to do it, but it's not the same. No, it's not. It's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's grind. Yeah. It's we're in a hurry. We have to get there. We have to do this. And then we can leave and we have some time to do whatever. But it's. It's there's always something else to do. There's always something else that has to be done. It's always the grind. With my business, it's not just the work. It's the phone calls. It's fielding phone calls to book to book. It's fielding the messages. It's stopping in the middle of a baseball game to answer a phone call or a soccer game or gymnastics. (laughs) Or a cello concert. Yeah, violin. It's never that. That's the one thing I like about my job. That's why I do what I do. Because I don't have to live that grind. We're in the middle no. of a family barbecue and my phone rings. I have to take it. I should probably be taking a lot of that pressure off of her because I don't go to family barbecues. <laughs> Mostly because I never learned how to actually be around family. Yeah. Because that grind is the only thing I know. But that grind is what makes us, what, middle? Mid-middle class? Yeah. (laughs) 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. Because the other thing is, actually, whenever she's not grinding, or whenever she gets to the point where she needs time off from the grind, I pick it up. Yeah. And we're getting ready over the winter to open another business. (laughs) Yep. Which is going to be another grind. Because we're serial entrepreneurs in a system that actually, (laughs) we're in a system that actually doesn't reward being a serial serial entrepreneur any more than it rewards working a job. Yeah. Somebody being at a job for 20 years. Well, I was going to say, you said being at a job for 20 years. Whenever I was growing up, I was always told that if you got a good job, spent 30 years there, They'll you take could care of retire you. with a good pension and actually have a good life. And yeah. you can right off into the sunset. Yeah, I was told the same thing. And we all know that's a lie. There's no such thing as a pension. A 401k is not a replacement for a pension. No. Especially when you put your own money in a 401k. 
Oh, but they match. Mm. Sort of. Kinda. Maybe a little bit. 401k was a way for people who actually had pensions to put a little extra back so they could actually possibly someday have a bit more. It was a nice way for them to help along their pensions. Or at least that's how it was sold by the companies that wanted to get rid of pensions. Yeah. Who then immediately got rid of pensions. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even think right now about retirement. Like, I realize I'm only 36, so I have a long ways to think about that. But at the same time, I really don't. And I'm well, like, I don't know that I will ever fully retire. Like, I can't, I will say I probably won't be doing what I'm doing now to the extent that I'm doing it. But I, I don't know. Well, I'm getting ready to turn 44. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm never going to retire. And some of that's because I can't. I I wouldn't know. What to do. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Having a day off is something that I'm not really... I, I, I can enjoy a day off, but it, it's not something I'm super comfortable with. So we're getting ready to take two weeks off from everything. God help me. And I don't know what we're going to do. We could go on a grand adventure. <laughs> but why? We run all the time. For those of you, because this is a spoken medium, I would like to explain what her face just looked like. Uh, have you ever scrunched up? Like uh, a Cabbage Patch Kid doll? By squishing its face down so that its brows <laughs> almost closed its eyes, and then its chin lifted up into a, like a pointy-lipped smirk. Yeah, that would be what her face looks like just now. I tr I don't. I guess it's not really travel, but I drive so much with my business. I'm everywhere. The thought of having to get in a car with well, all of our children well, and drive. Somewhere long distance does not appeal to me. Well, then why do we just get on a plane? Well, that's true, too. We could. No, we should not do that. I don't think I can get you on a plane. Probably not, but I'll meet you there on the motorcycle. That's the thing. If we drive somewhere, I get to drive. I get to be in the car with all the kids, and you get to ride your bike. I love my motorcycle. I'm going to say this right now. You suck. <laughs> That is not fair. I've been offering you a motorcycle for a hot minute. I've also been offering you a nice car. I know. I know. I don't want the payment on a nice car. We've got priorities first. No. <laughs> we don't. There's a motorcycle in the basement. I know. And I have a Suburban. And a car. And a truck. Priorities go out the window when you start buying toys. Which, to be fair to all the listeners, I do use that motorcycle as my primary mode of transportation through the summer. And he works an hour away from where and we live. It takes about a gallon and a quarter to get to work. Yeah. So two and a half gallons round trip so it's not twice just a, a toy. week it's not just a toy it is a it is a very nice mode of transportation by which i can actually save a lot of money because when you're driving almost 60 miles the difference between let's see how much does it cost to fill up your bike mm -hmm. depending on when i fill it up about Seven or eight dollars. Okay. I let my Suburban get down to under a quarter of a tank. 
and it took almost 80 bucks to fill it up. But I have like a 30 That was gallon. a lot of miles. That's true. That's true. So let's look at the difference. Your Suburban gets about 20 miles to the gallon. <laughs> My bike gets 50. Uh, yeah, there's the difference. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, there's a big difference there. Yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> and for anybody who's going to be like, well, a motorcycle, all of the expenses that you have with doing everything else. No, if you do all the work yourself and you actually maintain it properly, no. No, it's not that much more expensive. No, nah, it's really not. The only thing I don't do on that bike myself is switch out the tires. That's the one thing that I do not have the patience for. Not that I don't have the ability. No, it's, pa- it's all about the don't patience. don't have the patience for. <laughs> if I had the patience for it, that would also save money. But I just don't have the patience for it. Hey, especially. you did get the stuff to try. It, I, it just didn't work. Yeah, to be fair, though, if I take the wheels off the bike and actually take them someplace to have them switched out, it costs about the same as it does to switch out a tire on a car. That's true. And it doesn't take them very long. They get it done pretty quick. $10 to switch out a tire? Yeah, I'll just have them do it. Yeah. But that's because I actually pull the wheels off. I actually check the bearings. I do all the work on it and take care of it myself. Yep. And somehow this conversation has gone to this point. Hey, it's okay. Because it's all we started we started this got this conversation on who knows what we're going to talk about. Then we were talking about um roles of the household. <laughs> roles in the household and but the fact that we don't value women yeah. because we think that men should Are get superior. to get away with everything and we should have stayed on that topic because <laughs> that's a good topic to actually stay on. We'll come back to that topic. Yeah, don't we worry. Will. We will circle back around because, again, we don't edit these. We nope. don't have any idea what's going to happen in these. And we're just kind nope. of we're just wandering talk. around in the woods, <laughs> jabbering back and forth at each Trying other. Trying not to get lost. <laughs> because God knows neither one of us has slept. No. We are very tired. I think there was some Trump hate in there. There was some Biden hate in there. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Mostly I hate politics because I think it's all stupid. Agreed. I think we should just all agree that we should burn the entire system down and start up from scratch. Capitalism sucks. Pretty much. We talked about kids. Yeah. Do want to get into a deeper conversation about the fact that the idea of owning property is a really, really stupid thing. And we talked about the village. Yeah, we did a little bit. A little bit. We also talked a little bit about, you know, how we've been broke as shit and how we've picked ourselves up, not by our bootstraps. I know. God knows, not by our bootstraps. Nope, we the way were... Amber started her business was we got an earned income credit while we lived in low-income housing on food stamps. And, and that's how we bought the bounce houses. At least the first bounce house that we actually used to start the business that we have today. Yep. And now we've expanded out to multiple bounce houses. Yes. We have a fairly large business. We've bought up several of our competitors and we are doing quite well for ourselves. Yep. Which we have done. By taking advantage of the fact that we were broke. Yeah, because if we hadn't got the earned income credit, then there would have been no way that we'd have been able to afford or even honestly had the idea to start the business. Yeah. That's the really sad part about the entire thing is that we could sit here and be like, well, I earned all this. I worked really hard. No, no. Mm-mm. We didn't. We got lucky. We, we also did. were in the right place at the right time when our competitors were all closing because the people who ran those companies got old or tired of putting up with the bull crap. 
They didn't want to pay the insurance is what some of them told us. Yeah, there's that too. Which we're getting to that point. Yep. We'll see how that goes in a, next year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But on a good note there, I was thinking a lot of, some of the stuff that we do is just birthday parties. It's just personal customers. So it wouldn't really matter. It will. It probably will, but it's a good. It will from the point of, I want them to cover the amount we could possibly lose. Yeah. I don't. We own a house. I know. I don't want to lose my house if I get sued. I know. I don't want to. I know. Don't Trust me. I don't want to get sued. I don't. And we could go it's five, okay. six, seven go. years. And depending on what, what the cost actually goes up to next year. I mean, if it. If it comes up next year and it's like half of what we make, yeah, you're right. It's not worth paying. Yeah. But even at the point it is now where it's, what, 10%? I don't even know. Yeah, actually about, yeah, 10%. It sucks. Yeah, we'll look somewhere else next year. I'm going to start looking in December so I can get different quotes from different people so we're not stuck with just yeah. one. But that's that's our fault. That's our fault. I didn't realize. I didn't even realize. Like, it's him, I that's, didn't know. That's our fault. For we we could we could search around. We scream. Could look and we see. well. The one thing is we could scream, yell, and complain like everybody else who everybody else who owns a company or tries to actually have a moment of you know having something in this world, and then be like, well, they're all taking it away from me because. We didn't take the time to actually think ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's didn't our own plan. fault. I didn't plan for it. So. No, no, no. This isn't. You can't take this just no, on yourself. No, I was just, that's just. I'm I'm here, too. This I know is also we didn't me. plan I'm, for uh, it. Yeah. I, you don't get to take <laughs> all that blame for yourself. And I and I don't mean that like. Yeah, I apologize. I'm not trying to take away your autonomy on that but no but i know. should be helping with that as well yeah and i didn't plan for the fact that it was going to almost it was going to double from last year i didn't even think that that could happen because i'm like we haven't had anything against us we haven't nothing has but been bad on our side so inflation inflation dear i didn't account for it like at all like i didn't think about it i didn't yeah, think it also was be... that's that's a lie that's the excuse they're going to use. Oh, yeah. That isn't real. That's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah. But inflation. Inflation. No. No, it's not. You sell was, an insurance plan. That's not how insurance works. I asked the insurance company. I said, can you explain to me why our insurance doubled and nothing has been come up against us? Well, your current insurance company stopped doing parties and uh, stopped doing insurance for your company for your kind of company so they don't do bounce house insurance anymore so this is the new company and that's just what they charge yeah <laughs> they also said it's getting harder and harder to find an insurance company to actually insure insure bounce houses because they're so it's such a liability yeah which is a lie <laughs> yeah if you tie them down, you're pretty much, you're good. Put them up safely. Make sure they're tied down. Go over the rules. You're good to go. That's because we're talking about insurance, and insurance is a lie. Insurance is literally someone going, give me your money, and I'm going to act. Like, I give a shit. Yeah. I worked in the insurance industry. I sold health care insurance to old people. I've sold life insurance to people. 
do you know how insurance companies make their money? I don't. By stealing money from people. <laughs> an insurance company will tell you that the point of an insurance, the point of having insurance is in case something happens, now we're going to make sure and take care of it. And the minute something happens to you, the first thing that the insurance company does is go, "Yeah, we're not going to pay that. Mm, you're a liability. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You're going to fight with us for that. We're going to. We're going to. We nope, 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 nope. You don't get now. You forgot to walk three steps forward and one step back before you walk through that door. So even though you fell and broke your hip, you should have actually seen that puddle of water from t walking three steps forward and then one step back. So that's your fault. So instead of paying out your $125,000 claim, we're going to pay you $30. <laughs> and there's not really anything you can do about it. No, but there is. You can sue them. Yeah. Which will cost you $280,000, and then you're going to get $30. Yeah. Which or they like know, when... because it's a fucking scam. Yeah. Or like, you know, if it's you get a scam. into a car accident, they're like, oh, even if it was, say, backing into a dumpster. <laughs> I laugh. I have done this. Here's the thing about car insurance is that everyone's required to have car insurance, which is hilarious to me because all of the people who screamed and yelled about Obamacare, they're going to make us buy health insurance. You're required to have car insurance. That was really loud. Sorry, let me say that a little bit quieter. <laughs> You're required to have car insurance. Yes. Because we have recognized that that is a universal good, that you must have car insurance so that you can have a car. Yeah. You should be required to have health insurance to go to a hospital, and if you don't have health insurance, then, well, you should die in the streets. That's uh, a lie. That's I'm not, not saying no. that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, what I'm you saying should, is that... Everybody the, should have the option to have health care. Everybody should have it. What I'm saying is that those two things don't equate. You shouldn't have to have health insurance to actually get health care. No, you shouldn't. You should just be given health care because a car is a choice. Yeah. If you live in a place where you don't need a car, then you don't have to pay for car insurance. But yeah. you know what everybody has? A human body that breaks down over time. You know what they should all have? Health the insurance. basic right to walk into a hospital and not be told mm, you might die, but you're stable, so get the fuck out. Yeah, we're not gonna. We you don't have health insurance, so we can't help you. Everyone should have the right to health care. Or we're gonna charge you like crazy prices because you don't have health care, and there's nobody to fight against it. So everyone should have the right to health care everyone should have the right to be able to live a life where they're not terrified they might break a bone and it might bankrupt their home everyone should have the right to health care because they shouldn't be terrified that they might get cancer and it might bankrupt their entire family everyone has the right to health care because they have the right to not get into a minor car accident slam their head off the windshield and then bankrupt their family. Yeah. Because the other asshole didn't have fucking car insurance. insurance. Because as much as I want to equate this to car insurance, I still drove on the road without car insurance for years. Yeah. But it didn't get caught. It isn't the same thing. No, it's not. There's a big difference in car insurance and actually having health insurance. I went a long time without having health insurance. And I finally have health insurance. And I'm still afraid to go to the doctor. I'm not afraid. I still don't go to the doctor. Because in my head, I still don't have insurance. 
the thing about it is that actually equating health insurance, equating health insurance to health care is not the same thing. I don't go to my local insurance office to have a prostate exam. I go to the hospital. But I go to my local health insurance office to buy health insurance. Or I go to my employer. I sure as hell don't go to my employer for a prostate exam because, mm -hmm. God help me, that would be unpleasant. <laughs> but they're the ones who provide me with health insurance. And if I lose my job, I lose my health insurance. Yeah. Those are not the same thing. No. I don't know that that should be a thing either. It shouldn't be I a thing. I don't think that no, your health insurance, your health insurance should, should, be should not be tied to your, to your job. job. Because if you decide you don't want to do that job anymore and you leave, then you take the you have to think about the risk of you and your entire family losing health insurance. No, I agree. And you shouldn't have to do that. I completely agree with you. That's that that is not a thing that should exist. Yeah, it's no, it should actually absolutely should not. No, it should not. And that's the thing is that and that's the thing is that if you go to all right let's throw out a hypothetical you get out of college you have a degree in insert thing here you go to work for a major company and you are like well wow, i really enjoy this job for the first year or two health insurance is great other benefits are great. You enjoy it for the first year or two. But as time goes on, you get a little burnt out because you're like, well, I'm not really making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'd like to do? Go educate the bright young minds of tomorrow. Yeah. So you decide that you're going to actually go teach public school. Well, you're going to take a pay cut. Probably a massive pay cut. And your benefits package is probably going to go to crap. Yeah. But even if we're not going to talk about that, let's say you're going to go into health care. Hmm. Which if you want to see, there are two fields in America where you will have the worst health insurance that you will ever see. And those two fields are healthcare and the insurance industry. If you work in insurance, your healthcare, your health insurance is going to be crap. And if you work in healthcare, you may as well expect you're never going to see a doctor unless you're assisting them in a procedure. Yep. Because you are not going to go see a doctor. I've worked in a lot of different places in the healthcare industry. You know what they don't have? Good health insurance. Yeah. I'm breaking my back, taking care of old people, making sure that the next crop of people who are going to do my job are trained properly. And the one thing I can't do is afford healthcare. Go to the hospital. Yep. I worked as a CNA and I didn't have health insurance. I had it offered to me through the job, but it was it, it was expensive and it didn't cover hardly anything. The funny so thing is, is back in those days, I remember whenever I first started working for the same company that you're talking about, mm -hmm. whenever they offered you health insurance, they offered us 50 cents more an hour to not take the health insurance and roll the dice. Wow. They didn't offer I'm not else, kidding, but, but that was also before they changed the law. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They actually offered us 50 cents more an hour to not take health insurance. They paid us to not actually be able to see a doctor. <laughs> because it was cheaper to pay us 50 cents more an hour 
than to actually help us get health insurance. Yeah. And we worked in the medical field. <laughs> in case you ever walk into a hospital and think they give a shit about whether you live or die, whether you walk out of there healthy or not, they don't. I would like to say that some nurses no. do. The nurses might. The nurses care. The company doesn't give two oh, no. shits. When it comes to the they company, they don't give it a matter. flying fuck about whether or not you get healthy. All they care about is how much money they can extract. Because they're for profit. And even if they're not for profit, even if they're non profit, guess what? They still don't care. Because they have for-profit sides of the business. The hospital may be non-profit, but you know what isn't? The MRI machine. The radiology department. Labor and delivery. Those are all for profit. And even if they're not, their insurance is, you know, the branch of the hospital. That's health insurance. Oh, did you not know that most hospitals actually also sell health insurance? Yeah, mm -hmm. they do. Oh, man. They don't care. The only thing they care about is how much money they can extract from the health insurance that you have when you walk in the doors, even if they're a nonprofit. Because they can eat up that expense. They can eat up that expense in a heartbeat. By saying, well, it cost $50,000 to get an MRI. What did it actually cost them to run the MRI? I don't know. A grand? Yeah. But they can eat it up in bureaucratic costs. We were charged close to... We were charged a lot for the MRI that our son had to have. There is no and such thing insurance. as a non-profit hospital. We didn't end up having to pay a lot. But. If you walk into a hospital and think that you're going to get the highest quality of care to make sure that you're taken care of, you won't. They don't care. The nurses care. The doctors, by and large. They care. Actually care. The nurse techs, the CNAs, the radiologists, the people who actually run the hospital, make the hospital work. Yeah. By and large, they care. They care. Because a lot of them wouldn't be there if they didn't. They don't make... And I'm sure that there are plenty of people who are going to be like, well, a doctor makes like $200,000 a year. <laughs> that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. What does that doctor give up to make that money? Yeah, that's the thing. Is That doctor is also there every second of every day. You know how many doctors I know who don't? I've got a cousin who's a doctor. Whose husband worked over the road as a truck driver. Her OTR truck driver husband worked fewer hours than she did. He, he was, was on the more. fucking road. And was home more than her. He was home 34 hours a week. 34. Oh, and she's very... And was home more than her. You also have to wait a year to get into her. Let's stop blaming the people who we can point out, who make a pittance. Let's start blaming the people who sit on the board. Let's start blaming the millions and millions of dollars that are being bled off to people who don't provide a care. Yeah. How about we look at these people? Because that's where all that money is going. <laughs> going to the CEO and the COO. It's not going to the 100000 or $200,000 that the doctor makes. 
you know where it's going? Or three or four hundred thousand dollars or half a million dollars the doctor makes. It's going to the thirty million dollars or more that the guy who is sitting on the head of the board makes. Yeah. And all the assholes underneath him who also make that kind of money. That's where the money goes. Yeah. On that note, we've hit over an hour. <laughs> and on that note, I won't remember this discussion tomorrow because, again, I've been up for 21 hours. <laughs> Almost 22. And now I'm five cocktails in. <laughs> and I haven't threatened to kill anybody yet, but you nope, know what? Nope, nope, nope. We do should. It. Don't you know do what it. we should Just do? Stop. Nope, nope. We should stop. Hunt these sons stop. of bitches down and Just shoot them in the stop. fuck. Nope. No, no, I'm going to talk over you so nobody can hear you. No, no, no. Okay, on that note, I think we need to say goodbye. (laughs) What? Thank you for listening to Midwest Missteps. And we will. Well, that's Amber. We hope you tune in next week. And I'm Josh. And I'm only saying that you should get a sniper 